Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to reach us at hashtag Undisputed Live. Time for me to welcome in two lifelong Laker fans from Los Angeles to discuss another big night for LeBron James. Good morning to Richard German. Good morning to Keyshawn Johnson. Good morning to you too, Skip. Okay. Good morning, Skip. Yes, and good morning to LeBron. Not only did you guys, Lakers, blow out Utah last night to go 4-0 and in group play in the NBA's new in-season tournament and clinch a home quarter final game in said tournament, but your man LeBron eclipsed 39 thousand career points i'm going to repeat that 39,000 career points for lebron james richard please you first how amazing is this i mean this is this is one of the most amazing accomplishments in sports uh it hasn't been done in what 39 years uh well this has never been done but the uh, kareem's record has lasted for 39 yeah. years what lebron doing is doing is unprecedented in year 21, obviously showing his longevity, but it's an incredible accomplishment. I mean, it's up there with, with Tom Brady's passing yards, Jerry Rice's receiving yards, and one of those records that will never be touched. And I'm sure he's, he's looking to get 40,000 uh, just to make it even even I'm sure he is. You know, Skip, yeah. it, it, for me, it, it's an impressive record. But it's not so impressive that I put it up there in history with all the impressive things of 10 Super Bowls or 10 NBA Finals and because of the longevity side. If you play long enough and you as dominant and as good as he Absolutely. has been, yep. you don't get the numbers, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. If the longer you play, the more numbers you're going to get. It, it, it's only impressive because of the longevity side of things. And so when I look at it, Kareem's record stood for 39 years. It's a long time. Or, or, a, long time. a long time, but Kareem played for a long time he did. to be able to get yep. that record. And so when you look at it, will it ever be touched again? Probably. In our lifetime, probably not. Because yep. I don't foresee other NBA players as it stands today playing 21 years and counting as he continues to play, those numbers are going to continue to go up. Skip. Agreed. So it's kind of like, you know, do I look at his accomplishments, his achievements in his career? Is this one of the tops? Nah, I don't think so. Not for me. You know, taking a team as a puppy to the NBA Finals out of the Eastern Conference and just learning the NBA, that's impressive to me. Okay. Or being able to bounce from Miami to Cleveland to L.A. and win championships, that's impressive to me. You know, because... It, He's LeBron James. He can do anything he wants to do, and this is just another check on the box for him. Okay. Richard and Keyshawn, I'm going to tell you why I believe this is so amazing, and it eclipses what anybody else has done in any other sport. And let's start with the sport you two guys played at the highest level. It's called football, and it is a high-contact game. And it is a very dangerous game to play, as you both know. But the way LeBron plays basketball is fairly dangerous. I'm not saying it's football dangerous, but he plays almost a brand, a form of football to me. Because I'm going to say it again. He's the greatest driver of the basketball I've ever seen because he's six feet, nine inches tall. His weight's somewhere in that 260 to 270 range. He is as explosively athletic as any player we have ever seen in the history of this game at this size. And he is, as I always say, ambidextrous at the rim, born left-handed, shoots right-handed, can play both-handed. So at the rim, he, he can beat you either side both ways, which makes him virtually unstoppable when he drives the basketball. There's one way to stop him, that's to foul him. And when it comes to just contact received in the sport of basketball, wouldn't you say LeBron's up there just because he's played so many minutes? I know the centers bang with each other, but LeBron is full speed banging. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the just, center bang is different, though. It's, it's the back it's to the rim it's, and they're backing it's, it's, down. They're, they're just kind of, yeah. it's almost like sumo wrestling yeah. kind of contact. But this is LeBron putting his head down, full speed to the basket. He gets fouled. He gets occasionally knocked down. 
And here's the most amazing part about this feat. And that is that LeBron James, and I, I don't even like to bring it up, but I'm going to knock on wood when I do this. But you realize in 21 seasons, he's never had a single surgery. There's no knee surgery. There's no Achilles surgery. There's no shoulder surgery. He's had his knickknack injuries, and he's gotten older because Father Time taps us all on the shoulder. Yes, he's had it pull this, pull that, bang up this. He's got ankle issues. They're, they're sort of getting arthritic because he's turned them so many times. But he's still going extremely strongly in year 21 at approaching December 30th, age 39. My point is that the pure longevity of this of avoiding injury, like I'm talking about any sort of career-threatening setback injury where you had to take off a year because you tore this. Remember what happened to Kobe at the end? It was just, it was just hard to watch because his body just betrayed him. LeBron's body has not betrayed him. You can say he, he's blessed with it, or I, I don't know how you, what, I, I don't know what, what context you want to put it in, but I've, I've never seen anybody this durable in what I still consider a contact sport. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, I still think, especially NBA basketball, is a contact sport. Well, when you the get, way he plays Well, the it. way he plays when you get down yeah. in the box, it becomes a contact yeah. sport. I mean, there's certain – in football, you're hit in so many different spots. Where in yeah. basketball, it's the hands, it's the elbows – it's the shoulder. Yeah. That's really where you're going to get the contact at. Where in football, it's all it's your entire okay. body. The, the ultimate contact in basketball to me is what's called the hard wood because that's yeah. what they call the floor. Right. And if you fall from up above the rim to the hard wood, you better know how to fall. I, to me, I've never seen anybody fall more consistently safely than LeBron does because he gets knocked down you know a who? lot. Dwayne yeah. Wade. Okay. Dwayne he Wade. got knocked down. A I, I, a I got it. Yeah. But Dwayne wasn't quite as big yeah. as LeBron. No, but he yeah. knew how to fall. Oh, though. did he? Ooh. Yeah. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah. And he wore a rib cage, too. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think I think at the end of the day, you're, you're right, Skip. And I, I disagree with you, Keyshawn, a little uh -huh. bit. And, and Go that ahead. It's not impressive because it's longevity because of how long he played. That is impressive because there's a reason the rest of these people haven't played as long and nobody has played this long because nobody wants to be locked in for 21 years. Nobody wants I to agree. take care of their body for 21 years. That is true. Sacrifice what you need to with your diet and your exercise and, and the therapy and the amount of money. Skip's always talking about he puts a million dollars into his body whatever it every is. year. Yeah, so more. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Yeah, it could be more. But he's, he's doing that, and that takes a certain discipline. And nobody wants to be disciplined that long. Once these certain people make a certain amount of money, they're like, okay, bro, I got all the records. I got the rings. I did everything I came to do. Let me go coach my kids or be with my kids, be with that my family, true. go on vacations. It takes a different kind of human being to do it for this long, and he's still doing it at a high level. In year 20, he averaged 28, 8, and 6. Like, so, I mean, he's in year 21, and we're still talking about when, when Jordan was in year 21, we're talking about how this is just a, a symbolic year, and he's just there to, to encourage the players as a favor to the, to the owner. Yeah, LeBron yeah. is still trying to win a championship. Yeah, but, 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 but Richard, to me, it's different. The longevity side is impressive. You, you are 100% right. And that's what I started off by saying. The longevity, doing all of those things to get there. But at the same time, when you're doing that, your numbers for a player like this are going to skyrocket and go up. Okay, yeah. You don't have to play. Uh, clearly, he doesn't have to play. He's, he's done everything. He can, he can walk out the building and be fine. But in the end... If he didn't put in the work to do it, he wouldn't have these numbers. But in order to get the numbers, you got to put in the work because he didn't have the numbers in year 15. He got the numbers in year 21. Yeah. That, that's my only thing. I just think there's other things that he's done in his career that's more impressive to me than accomplishing 39,000, right? Because he just passed Kareem. So that was impressive. Now you, you even it out because you get to 39,000. It's like, okay, you already passed Kareem. Nobody's going to catch you. So it's not. Then when you get to 34,000, Skip, we're going to sit up and go, oh, it's really impressive. He'll be in his 23rd year when he gets there, right? It's he like will. at some point he's going to run out of but, years and the numbers are going to stay because nobody will ever catch you. Yeah, but I, 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 I just, 
I mean, Father Tom, like Skip says, taps everybody on the shoulder. It's like, hey, it's time to go. We looked at the numbers last yesterday, and everybody that was this age playing basketball in the points they averaged, it was all single digits, 3.7, 6.9, <laughs> 8.3. True. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what it was. Father Tom taps LeBron James on the shoulder and is like, hey, let me know when you're ready. Because he going he gonna to go when he's ready because he's still playing at an all-time elite level. So I just – I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I feel what you're saying, Keyshawn, because if you play for a long time, it's going to be a lot of points. But Andre Iguodala was played, what, 19, 20 years. Yeah, but he's His not LeBron, look like LeBron, no, Skip. He's not I, LeBron. Nobody is LeBron. He ain't LeBron. Yeah, okay. He's not LeBron. All right, so every morning when Wayne opens this show with the song Good Morning, we get to the line about a Jordan and LeBron debate, and Keyshawn <laughs> looks across the table at me and says, you don't want any of that. Yeah, I do. You know, let's okay, let's go. So we're kind of trash talking each other across the table. So here's one facet of the Jordan LeBron debate where I'm going to concede to you guys. And this is it. Michael Jordan played, as we speak, 13,500 fewer minutes than LeBron has played to date. Okay, so think about that. Let's do the reverse. LeBron has played 13,500 more minutes than Michael was able to play. Why was that? It's for what the reasons Richard just detailed. It's because Michael just finally said, you know what? I've had enough of this. He had an issue with his owner and his GM in Chicago, and they forced the coach out, Phil Jackson. And Michael just said, you know what? I'm out of here. I am done. On principle, I am, quote unquote, retiring. And for three years, and you could you could say they would be end of prime kind of years for Michael. He did not play basketball. And then, as Richard pointed out, I always point out to you guys, the owner in Washington finally said, just come here. You can be sort of ceremonial. You can run the team. You can pick the coach. You can pick all the players, which Michael did, maybe to a fault. And he played a couple of years and he averaged 20 and six. And it was a little hard on your eyes because he wasn't in nearly the shape that he was in 1998 when I was there in Chicago covering him in the last run, the, yeah. the last dance run with the Bulls. Okay, so the point is this. Did Michael keep himself in as great a shape in, in his final two years? As, well, obviously, no. And so what was the outcome? It, it was this. It's that LeBron is still, the meter is still running, and it's running full speed. 13,500 more minutes than Michael played. Well, that's extraordinary. And so that's allowed LeBron to shoot it 3,737 more times than Michael was able to shoot it because LeBron's just going on and on and on at a supremely high level. So this part of the quote-unquote debate, I concede to both of you that I've never seen anything like LeBron for staying in supreme shape yeah. later but there, there's no reason i just think he was the first human to say i can do this because but, there's there's no law that says you can't do it i just think a lot of guys would right. get to 35 36 37 and say you know what absolutely i'm just tired of this i just don't want to keep absolutely it's, it's a battle it's a fight to keep doing it and getting the drudgery <laughs> of it and the pounding on your body even the nba pounding it's no fun you guys took a worse pounding obviously but but this nba thing it is grueling because they're playing as, as you guys know, 82 times in the regular season and then God knows how much in the postseason. The way I look at that based on just what you yeah. just said now, Skip, I think it, it, there's a difference, right, with LeBron and Michael as far as that goes, the longevity thing. I didn't see Michael ever chasing anybody. Where no. LeBron, on the other hand, he's he was he's chasing Michael. Yeah. Right? He's trying to chase Michael, surpass yeah. Kobe. I mean, he's That's he true. has goals set that he wants he to accomplish. Yes. Where Michael from 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 what I understand and being around and seeing, he wasn't really chasing Magic or Bird or anybody no. like that. He had three and three. So he's like, okay, I'm six and oh, I'm good. I don't need to play this way. True. Plus, he he did things differently off the court. His, he loved his life off the court. He, he it wasn't just, it was great about basketball. That was his focus. Yep. But as you know, covering him, he liked to, you know, he wanted to hang out. He wanted he wanted to, he wanted to live his life. He I don't want to just be right. an NBA guy. No. So it's a little different. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now. That's 100% true. Yeah. G deal with my concept about injuries. And again, I, I hate to even like broach the subject, but how do you explain? Because you guys played with a lot of guys who 
who worked their tails off and still got hurt. I, I don't know. It's almost inexplicable to me. How do you stay healthy? What, how do you, for LeBron, train. how do you take that many, you, you gotta train, that man. much contact? Okay, you, and, and you, you can train what, and train, but one false move, one false, you know. I, I, yeah, right. people, you do get hurt. Yeah. As you, you will get hurt at some point in time because it just happens to people, right? It just yeah. does. But I think at the same time, when you are taking care of your body, and you're getting the amount of rest that you get, and you're training, you're eating right, and you're doing those sort of things, what player, any player that stops in any sport and tries to restart at a certain age, it's not going to be the same. Think about it. LeBron's never stopped. No. Michael right. stopped. He did. If Michael kept running all the way through and never took that <laughs> time off, we don't know what we would see. Magic Johnson stopped. Okay, then he tried to come back and play. It wasn't the same. Okay. I mean, that's just, you got to right. keep doing it okay. and doing it and doing it and yeah. doing it. And how do you explain that Kobe's body betrayed I, him in ways LeBron's never has? I, well, he just popped I, his I don't Achilles, know. Sometimes it's just, it, it's just bad luck sometimes. And yeah. that's what, what, why I can't explain it. because, And that's why they'll study his body in science. They'll study LeBron James and his yeah. DNA, and they'll study it along with the rest of these freak shows that, that, that play in the NBA and the National Football League because it, it's hard to explain in anything because you could have good diet, sacrifice, sleep well, and still get hurt. You could do everything right and still get injured and pop your Achilles or blow your ACL or, or pop a okay. quad or, or whatever it is. But I, so I don't know, Skip. You got to be with him almost on a daily to ask him yeah, and like to study him and be like, wow. Yeah, Richard, I don't know why, but your Achilles tore. I don't know why it did. You, right. you, it, who could, who right. can explain it? Did it sort of speed your your the end of your career up a little bit? Maybe. I, I don't know. Did, no did, Yeah, okay, so that's just bad luck. I, I don't know. No, when, I, right. when I broke my ankle you with the Cowboys, when yep. I broke my ankle with the Cowboys at yep. the end of the season, it was the turf that my cleat got caught in. Otherwise, I never missed a game due to injury. I was healthy. I was I, it was, I was fine, but I go out on, on MetLife, and in the first quarter, I pop, I break my ankle. But I come back in the offseason, and I'm fine the rest of my career. No injuries, no surgeries, no nothing. And then yeah. I just say, you know, I don't want to play football anymore. Okay. I'm, Why? I'm tired. Why? Why you I didn't did, want to play? Did, yeah, you're just. You, you, Much you, like you said about Michael, I got tired of the grind. I got tired of sitting in the meeting rooms. Richard Sherman's a rookie. Now I got to sit in the meeting rooms and listen to him go over the details for him that I've heard 50,000 times. I'm like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I want to I live my life. I want to come work with Skip. I want to I uh, uh, have a conversation with Skip across the... That, that's what my focus was. You know, when you retire, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, I, if I'm not going to give 100%, then I don't want to do it. And I wasn't going to give 100% in my 12th and 13th and 14th year. I just wasn't. I had done everything. And... and and that's why what LeBron is doing is even more impressive because he's still committed to the grind. He's yeah, still committed, committed to, to day in, day out. <laughs> the small details, the, the intricate details. And that's why when people are like, he's eating on the court, he's eating on the side, I don't care because this man well, is putting in the hours. He's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, in a preseason yeah. game, this right. man is putting in the, the hours. He's encouraging his teammates. He's showing up to training camp. He's doing a year in. He has not got bored with the process. That's something, that's yeah. a different type of greatness. The same is true with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was still in, as in love with the process in year, what, 18, 19, as he was in year one. And are you sitting here watching him on the plane, still watching film of the next game, still preparing for the next opponent as soon as the game was over. And you're like, bro, how? How are yeah. you not bored with it at this point? <laughs> so bored with it, Richard. <laughs> I'm like, Skip, I'm, like, I don't get it. It's just like you, you work it out in the offseason. As soon as the season's over, you take two weeks off, and then I got right back in, and I'm like, I can't even enjoy what I've built for myself because I got to get ready for football again. Okay. So at some point, Skip, you're just like, I don't want to do it anymore. All right, so to both of your points, to conclude this, I, I just don't see much drop-off in LeBron right now. No. Can he sky the way he did when he was 22? No, but but again, the explosion. Pretty damn it's, close. It's pretty close. It, it may be there. I, I mean, he dunks with the, you know, it's not like he's having to effort up to the <laughs> rim or anything. So the, the point is, if his love remains as high as his ability to score the basketball, why couldn't he play two, three more years? What, what do you think? I like, think the reason he's got this love is because he wants, there you go, yeah. baby. He yeah. wants to play with his son.
Yeah, I don't or, know that he'll make plural, it. Plural. I don't I mean, know that he'll make it to the other one. Yeah. I don't. That's a man. That's got to be. Right. That'd be crazy. What is that? Five years from now? That's a long way. Bronny is around the corner. Yeah. The other one is. I think it's either four to five years from now. I think he's a freshman. I thought he was one more. No, 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 no. It's, it, it might be junior. Junior. I, I, is he a junior? Okay. Well, that's, whatever. That's okay, still so four years. At, yeah, we're looking at four years. That's that's what we are. So you, you, could you guys see three more years? I can. I can see. I can see two at this yeah. level. I can okay. see two, and then I, I start yeah, to I mean, see a little dip off. But I also, I, I mean, I hear this stuff about playing with his son, and it sounds good in principle, but if his son gets drafted to Portland or Charlotte or the Wizards, I mean, I don't see LeBron James being like, yep, hit, sign me up. to. I'm going to the Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. I'm, I'm about to go play with you. No, I don't see it happening. Like Wherever that. his son goes, his contract is up at that point in time. I think when, I, when I, he's ready, I hear you. It, he's going to go. He just wants to step, step on the court with him. I wish I could do that. And if you look I at the, you. the history of your Los Angeles Lakers, there's probably some way strings will be pulled and Bronny <laughs> will be a Laker before it's all over. Right? <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, That's why fair. not? I mean, right. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Now it's your turn. Hashtag undisputed live. Here we go. First tweet from Ian, excuse me, Ian, waiting to see if anyone will pass LeBron's scoring record in our lifetimes. Be like, that's Rose. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. Second tweet. uh, Am I drunk or is Skip giving at King James props and flowers? I've never seen anything quite like it. No, you're not no. drunk. No, Skip. Skip no. is you're not certainly drunk. reality. He, he certainly has realized that he has to stop the LeBron hate. Stop the LeBron hate. Right. Yeah, you had to stop it. Wait a second. Thirty-nine thousand yeah. is thirty-nine thousand. It's it's longevity feat. I give you that, and it's and incredible nothing. that that a man who can't shoot scored that many points. Oh, right? so oh, okay. Uh, so Jeez. I just had to throw he hit that two in. You asked for it. Skip. You got it. All right, and finally from Jay Sr., Bronny with the Lakers just for LeBron's sake? Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, I, I, no, I, no comment. I'll take it. I'll take it. We no, got a no, lot of dudes no who ride comment. the bench you know and what? never play. I'm, I'm good. Hey, I'm good with that. Hey, Bronny's pretty good. Have yeah, I'm saying I have no comment on okay. whether or not whether the Lakers should it. do it, okay. but I think the Lakers will do it if he still wants to be a Laker okay. because – you have to remember before we move on, Skip, it's not just about LeBron and it's not about Bronny. It's about the next 20 years I, I of clutch and Rich Paul okay. and yeah. this right here and moving okay. pieces around. Got to right. stay 
in good grace with that now. Okay, but can we agree? Ronnie's right. a better three-point shooter than LeBron is. He just is. I hadn't seen I him like shoot enough, stuff. so I, I could I have. Yeah, and and, and he's enough. a pretty good floor general, too, so I, I don't think it would what hurt the, you to have him. What was Jordan? Jordan was shooting 24% at 39, but that's the story okay. for a different okay, day. But, but yep. in his heyday, nobody shot threes because nobody prioritized the three-point shot well, like LeBron's now, day. Now – now it's not prioritized. What he? All right. Well, well, wait a second. Would you believe that when LeBron passed Kareem? Well, if we just do LeBron right now, would you believe LeBron has scored almost seven thousand more points from three than Kareem did because he made one in his career? Did so, he really only make one? Yeah, made one. I can three. believe that. Okay. All right. So that's one big three. advantage. Even though LeBron's a career. Thirty-four point five percent three-point shooter, which is not very I good. Think, Man, I think he just passed what, Red, what, Reggie what, Miller. What, three? Yeah, yeah. Okay, way to I go. I think he's getting close to passing <laughs> Reggie Miller for most threes all time. But was what it a sky hook? That's called longevity. longevity. All right, all yeah. right. Back to the Dallas Cowboys. Their All-Pro guard Zach Martin said yesterday that, and I quote: "The real football doesn't start until Thanksgiving." Unfortunately, the games at Arizona, at San Francisco, and at Philadelphia did count. Zach, I'm sorry, but they did. But the Cowboys have played a home Thanksgiving Day game for 45 straight years, 55 times overall. And they have always, back in the days I covered them for many years, they always circled this game as a potential launching point. So, Keyshawn, you played for the Cowboys. You played in two Cowboy Thanksgiving Day games. How much of an advantage has it been for the Cowboys to have had this Thanksgiving home game year after year after year? I think it's been a huge advantage. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and one of the reasons I say this is because you're going to play a game anyway, right? Whether it's Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever, Saturday, you're going to play. But it's something about that morning and teams having to miss their families or or move their families for a night or whatever to Dallas on a, on a Saturday so they can hang out. And then, because you fly back home on a Sunday right after a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on a, on a Wednesday. And then, or spend Thursday in Dallas for Thanksgiving, whatever the case may be. I think when you look at it, though, Skip, you walk into the stadium and you, you, you want to see what's going on. What's the, what's the hype about playing on a Thursday? And so you already walking into the stadium at a disadvantage. Now, mind you, most of the time, the Cowboys are the better team. They like schedules like a homecoming. They're scheduling teams. Right, right. That. They're scheduling. And, and it's not their fault because, you know, they don't make the schedule. The league makes the schedule. But just so happened, their, their record on Thanksgiving is 32, 22, and 1. Okay, 32, 22, and 1. And they're the better team. Most of the time, think about it. You're favored against Washington Thursday. Okay, we all know you're going to beat Washington. I think it's 10 and a half, but go ahead. 10 and a half points. Mm -hmm. Man, come on. Seriously, they didn't schedule the 49ers on Thanksgiving. They just, for some reason, that wasn't put there. Now, I don't know if it's Jerry talking to the individuals or the scheduling. I don't know what it is, but you're scheduling homecoming-type games. Different than Detroit. Different than Detroit. And Detroit hasn't been nearly as good over the years as no. the Cowboys. But Detroit, they don't they schedule teams that go in and beat them. So this is it's a little right. bit different. A <laughs> little bit different. So you're saying Cowboys pull yeah. strings in the league office to get it's not, look, homecoming I, opponents? I, I, all I'm saying is there's Richard, there's something I mean, there that says you take a lesser opponent and you place them on a Thursday in Dallas. That's, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're not the Eagles. They're not playing the Eagles. That, 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 there you <laughs> go. So, that, that, so, look, check this out, though, Richard. The Eagles is two weeks from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Why they couldn't move the Eagles into this position mm. on a Thursday? Right. Well, th- that's what Richard's saying. Mm. That's what we're saying. Um, I, in, ter- in terms of it being an advantage, I, I, I don't see evidence of that. Um, I played on Thanksgiving. I, you know, I, I played on Thanksgiving. Uh, what was that 2013 or 2014, 2015 season? Against we played the San Francisco, San Francisco yep. 49ers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I got the player of the game. You know, so you did. San Francisco fans <laughs> was against me for a while after what I did that day. And, Richard, and they that was me, at they San Francisco, right? At you had to that travel. That was in San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I had two picks. Got player of the game. 
And it's infamous because I ate turkey on their logo. Well, I just did what they, you know, they gave you player of the game, and then they gave you turkey. They had it laid out for you, Keyshawn, on the field, and they told you to eat. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to get to eat with my family, so I might as well take a bite. So now this year, turn around, the San Francisco 49ers go to Seattle on Thanksgiving, and so all Niner fans are like, we getting our revenge. We, we're going to eat turkey on their logo. But, I, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game. But I don't see it as an advantage. And I, I hear what he's saying to some degree about, you know, football not starting until after Thanksgiving, the real football. But it starts before that. The seeding kind of football starts after Thanksgiving. So you really, you know, tighten the screws. You get locked into the details. You're trying to get hot, go on a run, make sure your team is healthy going into the playoffs. But the real football starts in January. And that's something, you know, that may be a little different for Dallas to hear. You know, they don't, you know, Dallas yeah. is a short January for them. Um, for the years that we've gone where it gets serious, January is a long month. You got four games, three, four games. Uh, then you got a, a week and then you got a Super Bowl. Uh, so I, I, I hear what he's saying, but I don't see it as an advantage because you have been doing it every year for however long and – you haven't been back to the Super Bowl since since 1993, mm. so it's not like it's been consistently yeah. it and it, yeah. 95, yeah. not 95. But it's not like you've been consistently like, hey, after this we've gone a run and then we make the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship every other year. So I don't I don't see it as too much of an advantage. I, I would say it's a disadvantage in some respects because it's so late in the season. Okay, so for those who don't know the backstory of this. Take it from the Cowboy historian here. The founder of the Dallas Cowboys, sort of the original architect, was Texas E. Schramm, a little before your time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But he was a marketing genius, was Texas E. Schramm. Born in Los Angeles, named Texas. Who, who, who knows? Go figure. <laughs> but the point is, in 1966, he volunteered to play on Thanksgiving because nobody else wanted to play on Thanksgiving. Who'd want to give up their Thanksgiving? But, but what Richard said. Who wants to be away from their families? Who, who wants to mess up the whole day with a football game? Just gets in the way, right? I can, I can point to many coaches. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So Tech said, I'll do it. I sign up. Detroit said, we'll do the first game. And Tech said, I'll take the second game. And guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? It became the most watched game every year this side of the Super Bowl because it's beautiful. It's perfect. Most people eat their Thanksgiving, do you want to call it dinner? It's really kind of a lunch, but it's a dinner, whatever you, most people refer to it as our Thanksgiving dinner. But am I right that most people are finished with dinner by the time the Cowboys play? Right? I'm, try, I'm trying to think. So the first game is in the morning. Yeah. The Cowboys are the second game at what time? Second game. 4.30ish. No, no, no. no. Black, black folks not done with, black folks not no. done with okay. dinner. No, I'm trying to. I'm we, just I don't even to, know if we started. No, okay. I'm trying to think at the time am I, See, I'm second. I'm nodding off though by the end because I probably got some alcohol in my system. I got some <laughs> nibbles. Yeah, I'm eating. Okay. So I'm probably you know nodding off a little bit by the third quarter. Okay, but it just seems like it's just on in the background, if nothing else. Maybe to Richard's point, maybe right. you're just sitting down at that point. But it seems like because there are cowboy fans all across this country, somebody at the table is going to say we're going to keep the game on, right? At yeah, absolutely. The game is on. Question. Okay. No question. Absolutely. Right. Game's on. Because I can just show you the numbers year after year after year. It's the biggest stage game this side yeah. of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And back in the day when I covered the original dynastic Cowboys, they did circle this date because there was no Thursday night football, which Richard is now a big part of. Was, was, so, the, was the Miami Leon Lett game on, a Thursday, okay, on yeah. Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, it was. But, but again, that was of, of that dynasty, that was the only game they lost in the seven that that dynasty played. They, they blew that game because it should have been. Is, if no, I just remember. I, I remember but the game was over, and Leon just lost his mind. And try, it, it snow. It, who knew that it would snow in Dallas on Thanksgiving? It's almost impossible, but it happened. And it was a big snow, so the field is covered with snow. And Leon went sliding in and touched yeah. the football, yeah. and it gave them a second chance to kick an even shorter field goal because the first one had been blocked, and Dallas would have won the game and been seven and zero on Thanksgiving. But go back to the Roger Staubach Cowboys. They just lived for the Thanksgiving because it gave them a later season 10-day, you know, mini-buy <coughs> because there was no Thursday night football. So now what they do, they're making Dallas play the next, as Richard knows, Thursday night because they're going to play Seattle at mm -hmm. Dallas, right? So, But then you do get right. your little mini-buy ahead of 
Philadelphia coming to Dallas for the third ten, straight. Ten days, home. right? Yeah, you get your games. ten days. Okay, so the point is, to both of your points, the Staubach Cowboys and the Aikman Cowboys took huge advantage of this, but lately, not so much, because until last year, when they did have the Giants as their homecoming opponent. See, that's what I'm <laughs> okay, saying, okay, man. But, but the previous three <laughs> games, they had lost. They lost to Buffalo. Buffalo wasn't a homecoming opponent because they were just sort of coming but you, of age. But they didn't know that Buffalo no, would okay, be. They, they thought they, Buffalo was going to they, be. They were arriving right exactly. before their eyes, and they just took Dallas all apart. And then Dallas didn't have Dak when Washington visited the next year. Washington took them all. It, it actually went to the fourth quarter. Yeah, but it was. They, think about what you just said. Yeah. Washington, Washington came in. Y'all didn't have Dak. We didn't have Dak. Y'all scheduled Washington because Washington wasn't good. Okay. But then we did have Dak, and Derek Carr and the Raiders came in and just embarrassed us in overtime when we won the toss in overtime. And on third and long, Dak threw it to guess who? Noah Brown, and he couldn't hold on to it. Now Noah Brown's becoming a star thanks to C.J. Stroud. The, the point is, if I look back since 2010, Dallas is 5-8, yeah. At home on Thanksgiving? Yeah, but, but Skip, when they're scheduling these games, yeah. they're, ske- they're not, to Richard's point, they're not scheduling the 49ers and yeah. the Eagles who go into the Super Bowl, NFC Championship games, they're yeah. scheduling Kansas City. Yeah. They're scheduling teams like Washington, yeah. like a Raider team that's not good. Yeah. Even though the Raiders beat you, they're not good. That's, that should say something about your Cowboys, and this is why I keep telling you. And you don't want to listen mm. because you're hard-headed at times. I am. <laughs> Watch out mm-hmm. for Washington and Sam Howell. Even okay. though it's a 10-point field. Wait, and no, I'm not betting. And I'm not betting. But you said it was it a joke. It is a joke. But at the well, same how time. Can you watch out for a joke. Well, you can because you just said Buffalo, the Raiders, those type of teams come into a building when you don't expect them to do <laughs> what they do, and they walk out with a win. So I'm just saying to you, this is why I try to tell you, and Michael, just Okay. You know, I, you know what? I, I actually agree with your point about Washington. You, you guys don't understand, the, well, you do, because you played there, the arch rivalry of this. I'm talking about historically. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just bad blood. I mean, they just don't like each other for, you know, and it goes back for, for what feels like centuries. Yeah, and it was and, even worse when that other guy was owning the team. I, I would say you, that is true. But, but right. the point is, they're explosive on offense because of Eric Bieniemy calling plays, and Sam Howell's got arm talent. I mean, he can fling it. Did you see the numbers he put up against the Giants last week? They just they went up and down the yeah. field against the Giants. Unfortunately for them, he threw three picks and they lost three fumbles. Well, if you're going to lose the turnover game six to nothing, you're going to lose the game. You're going to lose the game. But they only you're lost wasn't it like twenty four to nineteen? It was still a fairly close 14 game. Fourteen and nine, I think. Was it? Okay, but, but there was a late pick six by Isaiah Simmons that broke it open. But my point is, right. on offense, yeah, they're dangerous. And you, you watch, they'll come in because it's, it's a huge stage and they know the attention's on them and they're having a sorry season and they can say, well, we can, you know, at least we can win our little Super Bowl. We can beat the, the right. hated Ooh, Cowboys. Skip, right? if y'all lose. Yeah, you, you would love that. Yeah, I, 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 Except you're I not going to be here on Friday you're taking the day off. You want <laughs> Why are you in? telling everybody well, what I'm doing, man? The day off. It's, it's common knowledge. You always take off Friday after Thanksgiving, right? Of course. It's a family thing. Yes, that but is you correct. Are, you are welcome to come in. On on short notice, if my team loses, you are welcome to come. Oh, I can see you on Monday. Don't worry, it'll you still sure? carry over. Will it? Yeah, absolutely. It'll carry over. Because they'll I'll do be, they'll do something yeah. that will cost them the game. Okay, go ahead, Richard. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I don't see him beating y'all, Skip. I mean, I don't either, the way he's throwing picks, uh, he'll probably give Deron Bland the record for pick, pick sixes in this game, and he'll secure his defensive player of the year in what week eleven? Yeah. But I, I, I just don't see it as an, as an advantage. If to, to your point, teams have showed up in this game. I don't see Washington beating y'all, but sure, they'll make it a game. I think y'all beat them by 14 points. Um, but at the end of the day, it's one of those things that you can try your best to make this point. Uh, Zach Martin, he's a great player. They're, they're a good team. Uh, but I, I just don't see it being an no, advantage I, for them. I understand. It's just their mentality is – they have it down to a science how to prep for this game because they've had assistance going over the, the it, it, looking at Washington hard the last week, you know, like ahead of schedule. So, uh-huh. yeah, they, but, they know how to do this, but it hasn't translated. Let, into let me ask you this, Coach, real quick, though. Yeah. Right. Could it be such that Zach 
is saying this, not in reference to Thanksgiving games by the Cowboys in general, but this particular season Maybe. based on the cupcakes that y'all played early in the year. And he realizes we got a gauntlet of teams coming in here over the next five weeks when we talk about Seattle and we talk about uh, the, the, the Eagles and Buffalo, going to I Buffalo know, but, and Miami and Detroit. Second, the cupcake ate us, right? That cupcake in Arizona ate us, right? Yeah, but that was okay. the beginning of the season, <laughs> Skip. Well, they might beat y'all yeah, still. It's just, yeah, I mean, they they, they could potentially. I, y'all y'all should win this game, Skip. Oh, I know. I, but I, I think it's a weird three games in 11 days is crazy. You know, okay. I think this needs to be studied because three games in 11 days, they're coming off the Sunday game. They play this Thursday. They play next Thursday. So you don't even get the, the you know, the, the kind of mini buy that people talk about when you play on Thursdays. Because you play on Thursday again, and Seattle's dealing with the same thing. So I think that's a scheduling error on the league. That's a little bit of greed All right, on I'll the league that. trying to do too much. But don't let us win these three games in 11 days and have 10 days to get ready for those stinking Eagles visit to Dallas. Don't let us. But this has happened to the yeah. Cowboys. This happened when I was there. We played three games in 11 days. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I don't remember our record, though, in, in, those, in those three games. But we did play three and 11. Yeah. And one last historical note about playing cupcakes on Thanksgiving. Back in the day, there, once upon a time, they made Dallas and Washington play on Thanksgiving Day when they were both really, really good. And you know what happened? The, the, you know, they were called something else. Something. I almost called them the other name. That's fine. Okay. They've had three names They've in the last ten names. years. Okay. But that team long ago, they knocked Roger Staubach out of the game, and this kid from Abilene Christian named Clint Longley, do you know this story, uh -huh. came in and saved the day throwing a late touchdown pass to the original 88, Drew Pearson. And it was But Jerry didn't, own, Jerry didn't own the team. No, he did not and own the team. And he wasn't part of the competition committee, and he wasn't part of the TV committee. committee. And all that. The so there you go. Yes. See, there's Jerry a difference. Jones, most powerful owner in the league. And I, Mr. Kraft, forgive me, but I think it's Jerry now. That's what I think. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. On this week's podcast, Micah Parsons pushed Tyreek Hill for MVP. And Micah criticized voters who always give the award to quarterbacks or running backs. Micah said he couldn't understand how Tua could be getting so much MVP love because, as Micah said, Tua is not doing that work, meaning what's far more valuable is what Tyreek does after the catch. So, Richard, do you like or have a problem with Micah saying this? I, I, I don't have a problem at all with it because it's the truth. Uh, it's the truth. Sometimes these voters get lazy and it's got to be a quarterback. It's got to be a quarterback. It's got to be a quarterback. They have the ball every play. But in a situation like this, if you go into a game and you say Tua Tungavailoa is active and Tyreek Hill is not active, you do not have a lot of fear for this Miami Dolphins team. But if you go into that situation saying Tyreek is active and Tua isn't and there's a capable quarterback back there to get him the ball, you still got a game plan and you still got to worry because he can break a game open at any time. He has the most yards of any receiver through 10 games in the history of the National Football League. He's having a record-breaking season. 
and we're not treating it like that because we just feel like it just always has to go to the quarterback. So even in a game where Jalen Hurts is 14 of 22 for 150 yards and no passing touchdowns where he rushed for two, we're saying he's the MVP front runner, but a guy like Tyreek, who's having a record-breaking season, is not an MVP front runner. So that's the frustrating part is it doesn't seem like anything a player at a different position, even a pass rusher who has 22 there was a year uh, T.J. Watt tied the record for sacks, and he wasn't even in discussion for MVP because we just give it to the quarterback. Um, you know, he, Michael Parsons is not wrong at all. Um, like Richard said, it's the quarter. It's a quarterback-driven award. That's what it is. I mean, it's just you know, AP wanted. Uh, I don't know what year it was, but he was the last non-quarterback to win it. It was well, Peyton's I mean, first year in Denver. And, and, yeah, and right. that was some time ago, right? Yeah. And, and, and he did some miraculous things. Yeah. And, and he was coming off injury and all, all yeah. of those sort of things. And people, you know, voted him to become the MVP. When you look at Tyreek's situation, he's a special player. I mean, the dude get this, he get this much room, it's house call. You don't even have to think about it. To the house. I mean, he outruns angles and everything. I mean, that doesn't even make sense right there. That's just unfair to the defense. But what I would say is you look at the record, you look at where his team is, and you look at a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson or, or Patrick Mahomes or some of these quarterbacks, their teams are set up to have first-round, second-round buys. Or, or, or not second-round buy, but first-round buy or – Second seed. They're not giving an award to a team with the sixth seed. They're just not going to do that. And, and so unless they win the division and have a <laughs> runaway and he eclipses the 2,000-plus yards to make a strong case, he is in the conversation. But the conversation is minimal because if you think about it, Jay Rice didn't win it. Randy Moss didn't win it. No. Okay, Kevin Johnson didn't win it. Cooper Cup, the year they won the Super Bowl, and he had the Triple Crown. He didn't win it. Okay? Michael Thomas didn't win it. So when you start thinking about it, they're not going to give it to a receiver. So why even think? He's, he's going to be mentioned, and he may get Offensive Player of the Year and all those sort of things. Yeah. But he's not going to win the award. So why even try to fight that battle, Richard? It's just not, not going to happen. They're going to give it to a quarterback. All right, I agree very much with what both of you just said and then some. And I'm the guy who always says the position of quarterback is the hardest position to play in all of sports, and I don't think it's even close. But Tyreek Hill is, is a force I have never seen before. And I saw it firsthand up close back in his college days at Oklahoma State against my Oklahoma Sooners when he wrecked the game with a punt return when Bob Stoops stupidly kicked it to him a second time. But, but don't get me started on that. He is shattering the mold of what wide receivers can do after the catch because it's just silly. It's just we, we just never seen this. So I give you all those points as it relates to Tua because I, I've never been the biggest Tua fan from the start. I didn't like him coming out before the draft. I don't love him now. But I must tell you, now i got to put my cowboy – true blue glasses on as a lifelong delusional cowboy fan who has suffered way too many December collapses. I'm speaking strictly as a fan when I tell you I don't love Micah speaking about this because, look, I, I know he wants to be a sports commentator and have hot takes and bully for you, young man, but you're still very young and your team has still accomplished zero and your team still has to in December, go down to Miami to visit Mr. Tua in his house. And that is scary to me because where is the win here? Because I don't care what you say, Tua is not going to love what Micah Parsons said about him. And why risk providing even a drop more of fuel for his fire when Dallas visits? Why, why give that wizard of a coach that they have, that quirky Harry Potter of a coach, e even one line of bulletin board material for Tua going into that week. It, it's, it, it doesn't make sense because I say, where's the win in it? Where, where, where does it help the Dallas Cowboys? It well, just because, doesn't. Because, Skip, you say, where's the win in yeah. it? It may fuel his fire. 
to go have the game against so. Miami that he had last game okay, like, and not the game before. Like write a check, you got to cash? Yeah, 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 write a check that he right, realizes, right. you know what, I got to cash this. This is a big game for me. So if I can you know, <clears throat> motivate myself, maybe I'll go out there and have a three-sack game against All him. All right, and to your point, we talked about the Giants game when he went zeros across the board statistically, and I felt like I needed to file a missing Parsons report. And then we called him out, and he came back out. And responded. At, at Carolina, he wrecked yeah, the game. He, he played good. And I know it was just Carolina. But he played good. But that's what he can do. He is capable. And I'm hoping, are we poised for takeoff here? We're going to see it routinely, consistently down the stretch? Well, I, I hope so. You just have to be careful that you, you, don't, you don't give them some motivation they would not have had. And again, if it's self-motivation, you got me. But it, it, this is dangerous to me. Did, when you were young, were you yeah. ever called hard-headed, Skip? Young? Yeah, I yeah, was called you hard-headed when I came out of the womb because it took forever for my mom to get me out. <laughs> you, you, she you, said, you, you just about killed me. You, you, yeah. still, you still yeah. are hard-headed mm-hmm. because you're not listening. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons. He's not going to change. Yep. And I know you say the media and he wants to do. He's been doing the same thing since he came into the league. That's just who he is. You're not right. going to all of a sudden put a muzzle on him. That's who he is. Okay. And, 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 and to, his, to his credit, Skip, he's a two-time All-Pro. He's arguably the best player on that team. There's not a person on that team who could tell him not to do it. He's the best player. He would walk into every single one of their faces and say, you going to stop me? You going to stop me? True. You going to stop me? True, true, true. How many first-team All-Pros are on this team that in the last two years? I think he's the only – well, uh, Trayvon Diggs was, but he's hurt. He's not playing right now. Zach so outside Martin, of him. Was Zach Martin, did he make all pro? In the last couple of years, he hasn't been. Okay, but he's been ranked. I know, like, pro football he, focus he always ranks him number one <laughs> among the guards. But go ahead. Yeah, he's a top guard. Yeah. Right. Right. But but he's a guy that that his his play isn't diminishing. And so no. if he wants to talk after a two-and-a-half sack game, skip. <laughs> and look, I'm doing my part. Y'all want me to shut up? I am. It, yeah. My play isn't dropping. So okay. if you're I, saying I need to shut up, I got 10 sacks hey. on the season, I'm going to tell you you need to find something else to say. Okay. And I'm with you, Richard. I've <laughs> said from the start he is the most valuable player on the team, even above the quarterback. And that's a mouthful coming from me. He hasn't always quite played up to that this year. He's not been quite the force that, that I've seen him in stretches, but we still have a whole lot of football to play. And I'm hoping – He's about to just take off and wreck the league as well as just wrecking the Carolina game. So I'm with you. I just – look, I've been doing this a long time, and I've seen too many times when these things backfired. We're we're two of those. It could could backfire. And Tua could laugh at y'all when he's walking off the field, getting his post-game interview. That may be the case. Or – Michael Parsons could become Lawrence Taylor. I mean, are you willing to go there? I'm picking Miami in a game. You don't even have to worry about that. I'm already picking Miami. That's what I I thought. Yeah, I I I think. But but the the cool thing is, Skip, he has an impact on that. He will get to have an impact on it, and he don't play corner.